Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny. I'm the master of scaramonies, Matt Berry. We're talking the omen today, Danny. I, I'm gonna I, need a little I, bit I more. I appreciate the devil. The I'm devil gonna need a little bit more voice. ceremony from you. Oh all right? shit! Okay, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll step we up don't have to get the tour. I mean, the studio is dark and spooky as it is right now. But I'm not gonna. We have, have our to get... singular light source in the middle of us. Yeah, we don't have the torches or the candles or any of the goats. But we, you know, so I'm not. I'm lack, saying like, I did forget about the goats. Use your imagination. Fill it in. That's the. That's where we should be at. You know. <laughs> We're talking The Omen today, the 2006 remake. Yes. Uh, June 6, 2006. Specifically. 666. On purpose. That's what we're talking. Not talking the original one. Uh, mm-hmm. This might as well be a Wonderful World of Remakes episode. Uh, but there, there's a very distinct reason why we're choosing the remake in this particular instance. And Danny, why is that? I don't remember. Why is that? Is it because we owned it? No. It was because the kid oh, was, it was the, kid. the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> I don't remember. Sorry, I thought that was... Because I, I remember when I remember we, us talking about that, but I, don't, yeah. I didn't think that was the only reason we... Oh, well. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, we're still continuing our... Uh, this I guess this is Growing Up series. Uh, yes. That's what I've now... Dubbed it. Dubbed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, I guess this is a growing up. So we've started with cooties, so we're still in the, uh, the elementary, elementary school yes. child area. And what's scarier than the Antichrist? And, and not only the Antichrist, but a very, like, monotone-faced Antichrist right. at all times. The entire reason I would, like, again, the, the wonderful to remix, we're not ever really comparing, mm-hmm. but, um... In this case, why we chose that over the original for the, I guess this is Growing Up series, you hit it on the head. The way that the kid looks all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's very, um, we were like comparing him to it. We were trying to talk through the kid Mm -hmm. (laughs) the other night. It really came down to the eyes yeah, they had to have done something to accentuate the eyes. So. They had to like color drab the rest of the shots because his eyes pop in ungodly amount of they're that the screen. deepest blue eyes I've ever seen. Like on a they're human hypnotizingly being. blue. Yeah, and I think it's just because his fa- like, but his face isn't malicious either. It's a very like a uh, fucking. I don't know. I said it was like an old woman's face on a child. Yes. <laughs> because it was it's small and mm-hmm. like wide, like pie shaped, but like the cheeks are big and the eyes are droopy. Mm-hmm. And they're super blue and he's got a bowl cut. And it's the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. Just to add on top. Yeah. We we've only talked we've only been talking for three minutes and we're already just talking about how fucking weird the kid looks that's what most of this episode's gonna be about and i, I don't really mean to be mean to, to him yeah the no kid looks shade great on the kid. as the antichrist he's doing his job no yeah which is why we can talk about it so in depth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um okay the omen what did you what have you heard in the past about like what what is the omen when i said like we're doing the omen for this series what did what was that for you? So most of my knowledge pre-watching this movie about the Omen is always just there's this kid named Damien, 
and he's the Antichrist. And that's about that when I think of the Omen. Mm-hmm. Quick aside, isn't it strange that it's about like halfway through the movie that they're like, is he? Is he the Antichrist? Is he evil? Because for most of it, it's just like, man, he's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It's not until the middle of the movie that it's like, oh, oh this is oh, this is his deal. We thought he was just like we thought evil. he was just abnormal. Yeah, we and thought he now was he's, normal evil. Now he's just fucking yeah. terrifying. So, um, you knew of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get deep into this. What did you think, like, what did, what's the Antichrist mean to you? Like, what is that, when you hear so, that, what does that mean? So I guess. We're getting into this. We're getting into, <laughs> we're like, getting into this. Like, I've biblical been, I, lore bro, and all that jazz. Since the fucking ghost concert, I've been on a tear of just, like, surprisingly <laughs> anti-Catholic sentiment. Like, in just theme-wise, specifically with this. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is... and But that means something different to me than I'm sure that it does to you. Mm-hmm. So, like, what did that do for you? So, I guess how I always thought about the Antichrist, and I don't even necessarily know if this movie really gets into it, but I suppose now that I'm actually thinking about it, I think it really does. Fuck. But no, so talk me through. The what Antichrist do you, what do you mean? <laughs> is, like... So, Jesus is right. supposed to be the... The Jesus Christ. Christ, the Christ to anti Christ. Um, he's supposed to like symbolize all of the good possibility of human nature. Sure. And so, therefore, the Antichrist has to represent all of the bad things about mm-hmm. human nature, like a human embodiment of the seven deadly sins. Wow. Is how I always thought about it, which this movie doesn't really get into. Well, but he's learning. Because he's only six. <laughs> right. And so they he's can't learning. get into much. But, yeah, so, I, and, like, this shows, like, this movie, when it gets further into it, really shows, like, the worst of the power grab of humanity. That's, I think, the In the Antichrist. Yeah. Which I think is what this movie was going for, which I think is one of the aspects of the Antichrist. But then if you would to if you were to follow him as he aged up, man, would that kid's life be a fucking ride. Uh, yeah, that's why there's four movies of it. I, the, for, I always forget their sequels. I, well, so the original Omen came out in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gregory Peck from uh, – uh, he's of Atticus Finch in uh, – yeah. not One for the Cougar's Nest. Uh, fucking K- To Kill a Mockingbird. God, I'm an idiot. I to Kill you. a Mockingbird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's um, the ambassador in that. He's oh, okay. the son. He's Damien's father. Um, but yeah, there's three sequels to The Omen after that that, that like Damien is the focus. Amazing. And I know that at least the last one, because the whole thing, you know, the first movie ends similarly to this one mm-hmm. where he's primed for a position of authority. Mm-hmm. The sequels are just like as he's going to like law school and like this. There's like people Opus Day type cultists, like Christian cultists, oh, trying shit. to like murder him. Like rival antichrists, like 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 splinter cells that are like no 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 he's not the antichrist. Like it's just like Christianity where it's like, <laughs> God damn it, we we have him right here. This is the antichrist. He's got the birthmark and everything. Yeah, he's got the six 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 in a circle. Yeah. Uh, your bit about the anti-Jesus I think was cool because, like, when I think about that for this movie, I think of um, how in, like, old 
school, not like old school, but like primary school type Jesus texts. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible chil- for kids. Yeah, children's books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, there's like images of, of Jesus with a bunch of animals harmoniously around him. And Damien, it's the opposite, where animals are repelled and driven to aggression because of him. Like well, yeah, in the those, zoo. Those, and those I mean? dogs, they, they keep their distance. Well, but the those dogs, the, though, well, that's different. You're, you're right. But the dogs, it's like a, it's like almost like a Dracula thing. Like Dracula yeah. has mental control over like wolves mm-hmm. because they're like agents of the devil or something. Probably because you're right, the hellhound motif. But but yeah, you're right. With you're, the zoo, when he yeah. just kind of makes all the, no pun intended, when he makes the gorilla go ape shit. <laughs> I, I love it. I was like, is he going to say when he made the gorilla go bananas? And then oh, he, that would have been even better. No, 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 because I didn't see ape shit coming. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. And then they go to birds. Like, birds are going to be any better. Yeah, yeah. are going to shit on you. Let's go see the birds. I'm like, I don't think that's going to help, Mom. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that – well, and we talked about it uh, brief aside again – to Little Evil on Netflix yes. is, is like a antichrist omen sort of like parody esque movie, yeah, light parody re- reimagining sort of thing. Um, and I thought going into it that it was going to be something like what we were talking with the mom just being blissfully unaware yeah. that their <laughs> son is the antichrist. Uh, yeah, just like, huh? Those animals really didn't like Damien. What? I wonder what it's that's about. Dear, you know, Damien tried to kill me today. What? What's all? What's all that about? And he's yeah, over he's here, like up. he's over here, like with the priest, like you must kill him, you must crucify him. The, you know, all the shit. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, honey, <laughs> I don't know what, but I, I think that our son's the devil. <laughs> like I wanted it to be like that, where it's mm-hmm. just two people, like, hmm, this is a little weird. <laughs> This is a bit odd. And like it's the kid turning his head around, like like the like exorcist. full exorcist. Like it's straight up just hmm. You know, Reagan's a little moody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but they they balance that pretty well. Um, yes. What was that? I have no idea. Oh man. <laughs> Keep this in. I think the Antichrist got to us. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into it. There it is what again. What is that? Oh, my God. I think it's this fucking light bulb. <gasps> oh, is it the Bluetooth bulb? Are we going to have to do the show in the dark? Oh, God. To preserve the audio? We're going to have to. Well, I'm going to turn my brightness up. up here. I'm going to plug in the other light Like the have. ceremonial candles, Danny. Oh, God. Okay. This is happening. This is great radio Welcome to Behind the Scenes yeah, Behind the Scenes. Square so Horror. We're turning off all... Oh, we're bringing the ring light on. Well, yeah, it's our other light. Oh, well, Okay. That was just gonna be like day in here. I thought it was gonna be spooky and like ooh, but no. Turning that other one off though, that's fucking with me. Actually, this is much better. Anyway, back to the the back plot. To the omen. The, the plot of the omen. The opening for this, I think, is nuts. Mm-hmm. So, the Antichrist in biblical lore has all of these connotations with what it's depending on interpretations of the end of the world, what he's supposed to do what he's supposed to look like, blah, 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 all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And thanks to things like the Da Vinci Code and other, like, uh, church mysteries, 
there's a lot of cool people like Nostradamus and whatnot that were trying to look into the like into the the Bible and look for signs mm-hmm. for like what's happening for the to make a right. proper prediction. Yeah, so the first scene in this movie is like the conclave of cardinals with the Pope, mm-hmm. just like look, look, looking at a slideshow as like this cardinal is in Latin reading from Revelations, and there's all this like war footage going up and like the challenger exploding and 9-11 and the, yeah, po- 9/11. the pope is just there like silently crossing himself and i'm like this is gonna be a fucking awesome yeah. movie <laughs> like my brain went this is this the one, shit hell yeah <laughs> i like this <laughs> so it's insinuating that all of these things are to to bring they're bringing about the end times mm-hmm. which are going to be signified by the coming of the antichrist yes which you're right is like this vessel for the devil's work on earth pre like end game rapture mm-hmm. there's a whole bookload of fucking nonsense that they get into <laughs> but we're not gonna talk about we're not it. talking about that we're talking about the we're omen. gonna talk about the big switcheroo which is the alternate name for the omen because <laughs> <laughs> the big switcheroo is because uh we meet a uh Liev schreiber is the yeah. actor. Yeah, Liev Schreiber. Um, yeah, Liev Schreiber. He was in uh, Ray Donovan's Scream, mm-hmm. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, yep. You would know him if you saw him. He's yeah. one of those guys. I was like, I saw X-Men Origins Wolverine maybe twice in my life, and I have his face ingrained oh, in the back of my brain. You and I are two different men. <laughs> uh, his wife in this movie is played by... Um, uh, Julia Stiles. Yes. Julia uh, Stiles. Famous from 10 Things I Hate About You and Dexter. with Heath Ledger and Dexter. <laughs> I've, I know her from Dexter. Uh, they, the two of them, in this context of a like modern retelling of The Omen, as in like two... Uh, Mr. Thorne is a ambassador, so he's in mm-hmm. politics. He's the president's godson. Yes. So he's very entrenched in the world of politics. So putting this story... In the modern world, in mm-hmm. like 2006, so it's post-global economy, post-9-11, post-war on terror. All of these things kind of has unified the world to make it easier, in a way, for the Antichrist as a figure to emerge within this world of politics and kind of dominate everything mm-hmm. at the quickest way possible. Yeah. Taking advantage of chaos. So it's just like... I'm going to come back to this fucking anti-Jesus thing, because now I'm thinking about it. Well, Jesus th- came to, we just saw Godspell. He came to unite everybody. Unite and bring peace. Exactly. Damien takes advantage of chaos to further divide. He's an anarchist. He, he's an antichrist. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> like, I, I wrote that down. I think that's a, you have a good point of the antichrist having this, like, this is the way that he's going to, like, beat everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I wrote down nepotism as the devil's greatest tool because <laughs> that was the best thing. Because the night that uh, – for the big switcheroo, the night of Damien's birth, he is born to a, a you know, just a, a random woman. Another person who just yeah. dies in yeah, childbirth. dies in childbirth simultaneously as uh, the Thorns are having their firstborn who – Who, di- is, who yeah. dies of complications during the birth. Yeah, like the kid didn't even – make it mm-hmm. they were they were almost almost immediately dead so with his wife you know in a drug-induced coma uh you know he's approached by a this cryptic priest who's like hey yeah who just so... kind of yeah he talks kind of 
sketchy. Like, I wouldn't yeah. trust him off first glance. This movie isn't very good at getting people to trust the church. No. Because the, the church is very scary, and a, there's a lot of horrible, like, there's a lot of knives involved somehow. Well, yeah, they even try to use, like... Dumbledore to try to make the church look better because the actor who played Dumbledore in the latter half yeah, of but the he was Harry making Potter's... sacrificial daggers. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> telling you how to crucify the Antichrist. That's awesome. <laughs> I think this should just be said. <laughs> this movie is extremely metal. Yes, like that's not even just me saying it. Like the dialogue, the tone, the lighting, the way they shoot death. Mm-hmm. It's very music video-esque in a very dramatic, gothic way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's all very, like, heavily symbolic and, you know, artistic. Very artistic in a dark way. Um, which is what I, re- which is what metal, quote-unquote, when I say it, it means. means. Yeah. Um, but... The like the the priest characters in this movie, like this one, they come in with this like shroud of mystery and why like they talk in riddles. Yeah, you know, like you know, like the guy later on, like the the um the main crazed priest, mainly him, but even this guy, he just kind of he doesn't come out and say like, hey, you know, you lost your child. He has like weird dark ways of saying it mm-hmm. before like springing like, we could just replace we your could dead just baby lie. with this other baby whose mom is dead. Because nobody will know. And, I mean, he says yes, but, you know, weird human moments of darkness. Mm-hmm. But just to spring that on somebody and then to immediately, like, that's the first thing we see of this character. So we immediately know, because right afterward there's a time jump, mm-hmm. where we just see home videos of them with Damien raising him as their own. Yeah. We know that Everything we see this character going forward, he's built it on a lie. Well, yeah, that he and doesn't talk to his wife about ever. And it's built on this priest almost taking advantage of him at the time when he's dealing with a loss that he's mm. that profoundly he has never experienced anything like. You know, I wouldn't even be surprised if like that priest was the devil. That's that's like what I'm thinking. Giving him the because he can still say no. Like that's he's the given whole thing. the choice. He's given a choice. He's like well, you could do this, but he's in a headspace where he can't and, say no. And he it, it and in such a classic biblical devil fashion, it appeals to human weakness mm-hmm. because instead of taking responsibility for all the emotional baggage that's going to come from this event, he could choose an easy lie and deceive the entirety of his life going forward in a way that it's so simple. But if you pull out that one Jenga block, everything, everything falls, and he knows it, so he's never going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the most raw, I think, form of, like, visceral, like, helplessness and, like, demasculation and, like, learned helplessness is knowing that you're wrong, but you But can't, not being able to do anything you can't about do, it. Well, yeah, but you could. But if you did, everything is over. Mm-hmm. Like if he had if he admits that something is wrong with Damien because he doesn't know where he got him from, everything he knows is a lie. His relationship with his wife, um, the frankly temperamental grasp on the church that he already kind of has, and his relationship with Damien, mm-hmm. a kid that he loves, he now has to be like, maybe you are evil, but I raised you. Yeah. But it's like the whole time I was denying that I was raising something else. So he doesn't know 
and you can separate the bullshit from what's reality. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so good about the narrative. And that's right away. All yeah. of that is right away. It's that's why it's kind saying, of, yeah. It's yeah. right away, and then it permeates the entire rest of the movie. Yeah, to to a way that it, and it builds mm-hmm. like because the more we see that Damien is obviously the Antichrist, the more you're like, how do you not see it? Wait, like, how do you, how can you and not even if you do see it, how do you choose to ignore it so like defiantly almost right. because. Specifically, I think it's really interesting to look at it from, um, oh, what's her, what's her name? Mrs. Thorne. I, damn it. I'm going to call her Julia because that's I, the actress. Yeah, name. I hate doing it, but because uh, <laughs> I, I keep trying to say Lieth. But it's always interesting for me to watch her throughout this movie because she completely clueless. she doesn't know. And when she starts to have those hints, she has the ability to be like, no, that's ridiculous. This is my son. I gave birth to him. And she doesn't know that there's this other side to the coin yeah. that well, can she, bring reality yeah. to the concerns she has until it's too late. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of what is so... Uh, interesting as like this is almost like a stephen king level of allegory mm-hmm. that the omen in itself is not about humans failing to stop the antichrist it's a it's kind of like pet cemetery we're like yeah it's it's about like evil ne- like native american spirits mm-hmm. but it's about like how far people will go to stop grief or in this case how far will someone go to try to preserve a life that they have. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, humans for the devil are so easy to exploit. It's like they would rather do something easy and ephemerally more damaging to their own lives than something that is temporarily hard. Yes. So, like, this whole thing, it, like, the Antichrist is secondary. Mm-hmm. It's just the consequence for this time humans deciding to not talk to each other. Yeah. You know? Well, and I'm going to bring up a comparison. Feel free to disagree with me on because we haven't talked about this okay. at all. But Catherine. Catherine. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that Damien, much like a horcrux in Harry Potter, okay. creates this um, aggressive atmosphere for not only animals but humans because the longer that Catherine spends time with Damien – the more easily irritable she is, even when he's just sitting in the room playing a video game quietly. She can't stand the thought of him being in that room, and she starts to have these more aggressive tendencies to where she's snapping at both him, the uh, nanny, and her husband. Mm -hmm. I think that if we're going off of the Antichrist being this very powerful-esque being, uh, I think it's within reason to think that something could be happening to that degree. Right. Especially since we see how it affects other animals who are somewhat human-like, like apes mm. and monkeys and gorillas. Yeah. So it stands to reason mm. that it would affect us in a similar, if not the same way. Mm-hmm. I think it's... You're totally right, first of all. Uh, but I think it's a step further than the Horcrux. Like, it's... You know, um, there is a, uh, a like so human beings are in a sense animals in mm-hmm. like a biological sense. So human beings are like an apex predator, 
So we don't have as much of a fear response to predators like prey animals do. Like that sixth sense that they have that's like, shit is not right. Humans kind of have that. Like you know, those feelings that you're being watched or something. Mm-hmm. It's all of these like leftover parts in our brain that pick up like existential or like completely insurmountable danger. It's like being in the presence of some kind of like super being. Mm-hmm. Um, so animals fear those things. So when the devil is near them, like Damien is, they freak out. Humans aren't as aware or in touch with their instincts. So it's like the devil is setting those off. And yeah, you're right. It, uh, in people of, um, I would say, like lesser mind, it's easier to, to stir like adversary because the Mm -hmm. word satan the devil means adversary so it's like as a nature it's going to just like damien's whole like his entire purpose of being on earth is to sow discord and like like take advantage of chaos so naturally Mm -hmm. he would exude that but i think in his mom's case it's both that and also that level of denial Mm -hmm. so a physical part of her, like when she has that headache response, a physical part of her is like, you should not be near this thing. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I can't have those feelings. Like, not she, she probably isn't as in touch with them, but something is telling her to, like, get away. But yeah. she's like, I shouldn't have those. That's irrational. So she's going to, like, project it onto something else mm-hmm. or manifest it as a headache or... or Focus on it in such a way that it just kind of goes into a different place. So I think you're right. And it's like she just is like what, something is wrong, but I, I can't articulate it. Mm-hmm. But some, And she can't put her finger on it because Damien hasn't like done anything to her yet. But it's not until he attacks her where she's like, this is him. He is a problem. You know, if, I mean, if the priest had approached her with the fucking 16 daggers, she probably would have mm-hmm. done it. Yeah. It probably would have. She would have hesitated, too, but, like, she would have done it. Mm-hmm. I would put money on it. Well, yeah, and I'd, I'm i going to transition us a little bit yeah. because I would be amiss if we did not mention the final destination aspect of this movie. Yeah, okay, yes. Because that also brings in another one of our main actors of this movie. <laughs> I don't remember his actual name. I just think of him as Remus Lupin, again Dave, from Harry David, Potter. David uh, Thelwis. Okay, Philus or some, something like that. Yes, but he is—he's uh, Professor Remus Lupin in Harry Potter. He's also been in uh, Wonder Woman. He was Ares. That's right. So those scenes are definitely Final Destination, mm-hmm. but they're like Final Destination, and in a more in in this case like what we were saying with the devil mm-hmm. it's in a more devious way i would say it to me is like a nice little uh mix between um final destination and the ending of the first insidious movie yeah uh it's like a nice little mix of that because it's both um warning and getting closer yes and yeah as you were saying it's in a very devious way cuz it's like you would imagine in this world, the devil is real. Mm-hmm. So the devil is confined to Earth or confined to a plane where he has limited access to Earth or if he's on Earth, has a lot of rules with what he can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he can't take away free will. That's pretty much a given. Um, and he can't kill anybody outright. Yeah. So what he's going to do is make it so the things that he does seem completely incidental or they have no real bearing on anything. But it's because he's done enough of those to line up something that with one action he could do something huge. Mm -hmm. And in this case, that's why I say nepotism is the devil's playground. Because the first scene we see with that Final Destination type death is the death of uh, uh, Mr. Thorne's boss, who is the ambassador uh, to America in Great Britain. Well, he's an American ambassador. He was currently in, I don't remember where they were. I think they were no, they were in Italy. They were in Rome or something. Yeah, somewhere because that's there. where Damien was born. That's where they were living. That's right. Um, I believe I could be totally wrong, but with the death of the ambassador, putting him into position to mm-hmm. take that role on, then Damien is put right at the sun at like the side mm-hmm. as the son of the new amba- American ambassador to work some to other some, country yeah. that he could get his hooks into and that ambassador is the godson of the American president mm-hmm. so the antichrist is 2 degrees of separation away from the president mm-hmm. that's perfect yeah and he's that's just that's his little time bomb. He's like, we're gonna put this we'll, here, we'll and I'm gonna go get everything else ready mm-hmm. for when that is in position. Everything is gonna just domino into the end times, mm-hmm. just like a Final Destination Root Goldberg machine thing that they always do in those yes. movies. And it's like, well, what's gonna be the fucking stupid thing? Water and electricity, man. Although this time it was like fire and gasoline, which is like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, fire, um, gasoline. So, Lightning rods. My note I had about the kid is mean, and I will skip oh, it. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but it does bring up the Damien thing. Mm-hmm. Was Damien ever actually, like, a real name and not creepy? Or I did, think like, Did this so. movie, like, have the modern association with that name as being associated with the devil? So, or is that just me? Because it totally sounds like it would be a devil-related name. So I think, and I have no bearing to have any yeah, kind I don't of know. reason to please actually tell know. Me if anybody knows? Yeah, if anyone actually knows, please talk to us about this. But I think Damien was just a regular name before the mid seventies, <laughs> and then when nineteen seventy-six happened and the first Omen released. Yeah. I think the name took on a very different um, identity. Yeah. And ever since that, I don't think it's been seen as just like a normal name anymore. Right. Like, it's just, like, it's as if Lucifer used to be like a, could you imagine if that was like at one time like a name that was not associated with anything else? Mm -hmm. They're like, it just feels so evil. Yeah. (laughs) also, Damien, the birthday party scene is Yes. Fun. Like, put yourself in that position. That would just destroy anybody. Well, that just sets up, forever. like, traumatic mental issues for yeah. decades. And it does the thing that I think is the most scary part about the devil to me in this context is... All that he needs to do to get people to despair, whatever that is. 
So in a child's case, the child does not know the meaning of despair. Mm -hmm. So you have to almost tailor it to something that a child could somehow understand. So to have a caretaker of a child commit suicide in front of children. And of their at, own free will. Exactly. Of their own free will and at a birthday party. Mm -hmm. All of that. Like, all of those connections in a child's brain are now irrevocably destroyed. Yeah. Like, they now have a lot of serious therapy to go through to process it. Yeah. And he just did that for shits. Mm -hmm. Like, that's evil, you know? I'm not sure if he just did it for shits. I, mean, I don't he, have any backing no. for this. But I think that part of that was to kind of sow these seeds. It was to get specifically the agent for close to him, huh? It was to get I think the agent of the uh, get to me to get Mia Farrow hired. Yes, and okay. I think it was something to start to spark um, Catherine's distrust of her uh, perceived safety of where she lived, and I think that's mm. what. This might be me reading too much into things and talking out of my ass. I think no, you're, you're, but, you're probably right. You're uh, probably right. I think that because it's also – this caregiver is very willing to just hop on the roof with a noose. Yeah. Well, she – like, Damien looked at her. Mm-hmm. And then she looked at that dog. Yeah. There's a lot of looks in this Well, movie. and see, I think that Damien tends to, like, just kind of stare almost disappointingly at people mm -hmm. until they, like – break yeah. like in the hospital and just stares at that guard to the point that he like has a fit yeah like that's what i mean like he can just like that's the like you know you can make that link with somebody that then like the devil can just be like show them fucking horrible things to break their will mm -hmm. so that they do something yeah and i think the dog did the same thing too because like that dog showed up and stared at damien and then it stared at her and then mm -hmm. she stared at it and then then she went to go hang herself so yeah. that was more of like a Hey, do it. Yeah. Please. Bark. I'm a dog. <laughs> bark, bark, bark. Uh, so, the priest is my favorite part of this movie. Okay. Uh, okay. Elaborate, so, please. Imagine this. <laughs> we don't know each other. Uh-huh. Okay? B based on that... You go on to have an illustrious political career because okay. we never started this show. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you, yeah. <laughs> so you, like, have goals that will better mankind mm -hmm. in a macro sense. And you become, like, an ambassador somehow. Yeah. Okay? And, and you're going about your life. You have a normal life, mm -hmm. okay? One or two things weird have happened in your life, but, like, you're an ambassador, that you know, life happens. Yeah, you know, you went to Harvard. Yeah, for sure. And then one day I show up in full, like, priest robes. I got my fun hat, and I I'm 40 years older than I am now. Mm -hmm. And I grab you, and I'm, I look like I've seen death. Mm -hmm. like, I, like if I can't turn my eyes off. Yeah. And I, like, look at you, and I tell you, I implore you. That your son is the son of a jackal, and that the devil sent him to end the world. Now, this priest is that. Mm -hmm. He does that exactly. He does exactly that. 
in it's, public too. Right. It's just like the cool like okay, so this is all happening. So that first scene happened with the revelations stuff with the Pope. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Then you get relatively normal stuff for a while with the Thorns raising Damien. You know, we get to see the hustle and bustle of how their lives are, how they communicate with each other as husband and wife, how they communicate as a family. Mm-hmm. Just how they generally, what's normal for them. Yeah. And then that happens. The birthday party fucking suicide happens. And then, like, within the next couple of days, this dude shows up mm-hmm. and is like, he's like, you need to get on the level. Like, yeah. He's like, I got to bring you up to speed on the seriousness of what is happening right now. And he's he lays it on too thick. Yes. I will say that. But because of that, it's so much more... Artistic. I don't know. Like well, when the stakes I, are. I was. Like, that I feel like he has oh, to overemphasize it because. Bro, he is not, not only, kidding. Not only is he not kidding, and he needs to get his attention. Yeah. He knows that if he goes that extra level, he'll stay in the ambassador's head. Right. When things start to go weird, he'll be like, he'll come back to right. me, and we'll figure this shit out. What's also which is what crazy happens. Crazy about this guy. He doesn't have like any backing. Mm-hmm. This is a man who was, like, he was diagnosed with, like, terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, so he has an expiration date. And he's like, there's no possible way that I can repent for all the sins of my life. That in itself is interesting. Yeah. That he's like, I have to kill the devil for any shot at getting into heaven. Mm-hmm. And I have a limited time that I can do this before, you know, the devil stops me or I die. So he's just full court pressing the thorns about, I mean, yeah, I I say it's almost like he's speaking in hyperbole. But no, he is not holding back on what is actually happening. Mm -hmm. Like thorns straight up is like, like, what are you talking about? He's like, your son is the son of the devil. I'm not kidding. he needs to die. Yeah, he's like... You think that I'm saying something like allegorical? Metaf- no, 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 this is literal. The devil, in the form of a jackal, had sex with a woman, and then had him. That's what you're dealing with, guy. Yeah. So you know, I just that character is so interesting to bring this, like the dramatic nature of the story mm-hmm. into perspective for people that would like otherwise like take any modern possession movie they never take it seriously and if they do it's lame it's like paranormal activity it's like you're either being like all right demons go out and face me like zach bagan mm-hmm. or you're like the wife from that movie who's like oh my god i just don't want ouija boards in my house they're just so evil and i'm like bro the like the two sides of the coin make me not take these things seriously. Mm-hmm. This makes me take it seriously. By, like, a, an old priest gripping me by the collar and being like, the devil is planning something. I'm like, I take that seriously. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would take it more seriously if I was a more adamant believer. Yeah. But either way, it's just so interesting, dramatic, drama-wise, mm-hmm. for a movie. Especially a movie literally about the Antichrist. Yeah. So it's got all of it's got to be extremely dramatic. Mm-hmm. Also, we referenced earlier that Mia Farrow is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I would say people should just know who Mia Farrow is, but I mean, she most people that would know are much older now. Uh, 
what were the movies we were saying? Because we were watching this with McGuire, and we were trying to figure out how he knew her. Mm-hmm. And it was all these, like, weird, obscure things she did in the mid and early 2000s. I was say, that's how he... The main thing people, at least in the horror world, might know her for is she was in Rosemary's Baby. Right, of course, yes. Which I think is the biggest, like, right. thing. Yeah, she she was Rosemary in yes. Rosemary's Baby. Uh, which we'll probably end up covering someday if we get, like, really into, like the devil mm-hmm. in terms you know especially if we cover like the original omen we should do like a one-two punch of that in this um but yes she is fantastic mm-hmm. as an actress and as a woman and especially in this movie because like uh, mia farrow is a very sweet lady she's a very sweet lady in this except she totally works for the devil <laughs> yeah so it's like he, mr thorne comes in to a a, a dog in his house. And then Mia Farrow just comes in and is like, come on, dog. You can't be doing that. And I'm like, oh, Mia Farrow. And I'm like, you work for the devil. You're with a hellhound. Like, you're <laughs> just wrangling it right now. It's just so funny. To, like, Have you seen Rosemary's Baby? Mm-mm. Okay. It's not a spoiler to say that the devil is involved in it. A mm-hmm. satanic cult is involved in it. And there's a period of in the movie where it's just a bunch of like aging like rich white people in, like, a really nice apartment in New York, screaming, Hail Satan. And it's like, aw. Like, it, that's, <laughs> like, it, it's like, aw. It's, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it feels like. With okay. <laughs> um, yeah, she's great. She is the replacement nanny mm-hmm. after the other one uh, quits. Well, yeah, because she just kind of shows up and is like, you're going to hire me now. And it works. Yeah. Exactly, because she, in a very similar devil in like insertion, she gets Catherine to trust her. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she gets her to see that she's different from other people. Gets her, you know, do, there's something about the way that she is with Damien mm-hmm. that is what she needs. So it's just the devil perfectly making the thing that they need and being like, you can hire her. You don't have to, but you can. And she'd be perfect for it. Yeah, and she'd be great. Ugh, damn. Uh, We talked a bit about the Final Destination stuff, but there's another one later with the decapitation scene. Yeah. Uh, Those kills are all very visually striking. So this movie is intense, Mm -hmm. tone-wise. There are only about two or three violent scenes I can think of, and it's these, like... It's three. It's, like, these very, um... I guess, like, high-tension Final Destination-type scenes. Yeah. Juxtaposed with, like, ones that are less violent and more just... The tone Mm -hmm. of the movie is telling you that you shouldn't be comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Like, again, Damien staring at a guard who starts sweating a lot, like... That is a big way that they build it. It's not the gore. Gore is not no. the way that they scare you with this. Um, yeah, like, this one's very much in the atmosphere they build and continue you in. Yes, that's because they don't give you much of a re- reprieve as soon as it starts until you're near the end. Right, because you're supposed to be following the thorns as they're like, well, maybe it'll be fine. And it's like, no, Damien's definitely the Antichrist all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just sometimes. These aren't the terrible twos. Yeah, he's no, the devil. He's the devil, and he's trying to kill you and your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just like, the also way that they 
made this with respect to the original being shot in all these places around Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like the exorcist being shot in Iraq for that yeah. first scene. Like just very sticks you in like this chaos of like the devil lurking amongst people. Mm-hmm. Like there's scenes in Italy. There's scenes throughout Europe in this one as well. Um, there's like that, the the weird orphanage place where they had his oh, birth records. Right. Like, there's like that burned nun that's there, mm-hmm. and like, it's, it's again all this weird, perverse Christian iconography because it's been marred by the devil. Yeah, and it's just them being like, "Yep, it was here. We saw it." Like that's how it's serious it mm-hmm. is. Like the church is like, bro, it don't fuck with it. It's, yeah, you can't. This is stop bad. It. We failed and we're fucked. Yeah, it's too. It's almost too late yeah. now. Like we tried stopping it, and it without question just killed a bunch of people mm-hmm. or burned a whole building down on accident, quote unquote accident. Like it, it, humans yeah, mere un- days after it was yeah. born. Humans underestimating the devil. And then realizing how fucked they are mm-hmm. is the, like, scope of how scared people are in this. Yeah. Um, yeah, same thing with, like, the graveyard. The, like, practical use of the graveyard. But, like, it's also, like, they go dig up his mother's grave. It's literally the skeleton of a, of dog. a jackal. But also where Damien's grave is is their son's skeleton. And we Which find out... Has a bashed-in skull. The devil did it, man. To put Damien in, in position, there. man. The devil doesn't... The devil will kill babies, unlike mm-hmm. Michael Myers, evidently. Yeah. The devil's more hardcore than the shape. Which I think makes sense. I mean, yeah, but I mean, if you think they're one and the same, it's like, come on, the devil doesn't play like that. Yeah. He kills babies. He doesn't care. <laughs> uh, Yeah, man. The... um. That, but just really quick to go back to that uh, that gross priest. Mm-hmm. God, I wrote it down because I thought about Kevin. It reminds me of like a Demon Souls boss or like Bloodborne. Yeah, because it's the mix of like I think that's what a good way of describing the the vibe of what I mean by that metal imagery. Mm-hmm. Like people that have played or seen um, like Dark Souls or Bloodborne, that's what I mean. Where it's dark fantasy horror and real violence mixed with this, like, church imagery. Mm-hmm. Or, or, like, European folksiness. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, the it, it's as if the stories that have existed for a thousand years are true and the descriptions were not off. Mm-hmm. Like, to see them that way. It, like, that's kind of creepy to me that something isn't natural looking it's supposed to be as trippy dippy as something was depicted yeah like in this case the um like okay the devil you would think is this okay massive esoteric figure you can't kill it Mm -hmm. so the way you kill it is just as complicated vicious and bonkers for lack of a better word (laughs) what is the way you kill the devil um you have to kill the body and then crucify the spirit of yeah. the devil within the Antichrist, which means he has to do it to this six-year-old boy, yeah. and you have to do it on hall- hallowed ground. Yeah. Like, because we all know how the devil feels about hallowed ground. Yeah, fucking... I, don't, I can't believe I didn't have the uh, the note, but... 
Yeah, dude, dude, uh, dude, Damien hates church. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, but yeah, they're driving to the, to the church for like some, like, some ceremony, yeah, some like, like polit- political event. Mm-hmm. And you know, they get Damien all dressed up, and then he's fine leaving the house, and then they get closer to the church, and he gets like this pout look on his face. Mm-hmm. Before he yeah. just. Goes yeah. bananas. And then, yeah, the closer they get to the church, he's like clawing at his mom. And then they're like, and just, go, go home. home. And then we he's can't like, do this. don't bring me to church again. And I'm like, God, this kid's funny. <laughs> but that's, I think it'd be the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, Damien just doesn't like church because it's boring and long. Not like, oh, Damien doesn't want to go onto hallowed ground because that's where he's vulnerable. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the killing of the child and then the, the, execution of the spirit mm-hmm. that's nuts like you just told a father to kill his son but be, not only kill his like, son stab him like a bunch. torture the body until it is basically bled out it's not on an altar yeah in you know like in a church in london so yeah so a cathedral of this massive you know man it's it's bad that it's a kid but like the kids the antichrist like it's cool mm-hmm um, the, like, the whole layout of it, though, of being a, like, a, uh, like, they have to go to the Holy Land to get these knives in the Holy Land, you know, the, the quest that they're on is, like, the devil starts catching up with them. He kills that photographer who has mm-hmm. the Final Destination 3, camera, you know, camera, yeah. you know. So, like, the stakes of it are have gotten to the they point. They continue to grow. Right. But in the sense that now we're caught up. Mm-hmm. The devil's like, oh, I don't have to play anymore. I can just kill people. Like, I can just do these things. Well, yeah, and the stakes almost raise because now that everyone is on the same page, they're losing players. Right. It's the same as an end game of chess. Yeah, or Omega Virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, I had a bit... I don't know. Man, forget it. Uh, the whole bit towards the end with, with, with Mr. Thorne not killing his son. Mm-hmm. I just, at a certain point, yeah, we know it's your son, but you just went all the way around the world figuring out that this was real. Mm-hmm. You're not going to kill this kid. See, here's I don't believe here's that. where I disagree with you, I think. <laughs> okay. Because he's full full well ready to kill this kid. Right. And the only reason he hesitates for a moment is because he makes eye contact with the person he has helped raise for five years. Right. He understands all of the problems that that entails. Yeah. And it takes just that one instant of hesitation before he's ready to plunge in the dagger. Yeah. And that's how you lose. Yeah. Because the devil, as he does best, right. played into the human weakness. He made that yeah. connection. He made that eye contact. Yeah. His last, like, gamble really was like, you're not really going to kill your own son, are you? Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, that's not an argument. That's, like, a desperate throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. But it's so simple and it works. Yeah, and he's like the yeah, cool. If you can commit, you if you can admit you were wrong, like if you can literally end the lie that kills your wife, mm-hmm. that you know is going to kill you and take everything that you have to further some dark agenda. But like, 
You're not going to kill your son, are you? Mm-hmm. It's like, God, humans don't make sense because it's like, yeah, of course not. But, aw, my son, that's that whole thing of humans just deserve to be killed by the devil, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> if we can't nut up, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's the Antichrist, Danny. Jesus, man. <laughs> He's the Antichrist. Yeah, but don't lead with maybe humans deserve to be murdered by lead. the devil. This is 50 minutes into the episode. <laughs> if they didn't like anything we had to say, they would have stopped when we bullied the kid's weird face. <laughs> Two minutes in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right out of the gates. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, man. Um, I want to talk about the ending a bit. Just so we could talk about where it could have gone. Okay. Uh, so we said on the we said earlier, the original movie has sequels that follow Damien mm-hmm. in his quest to get to the White House. Um, in this movie, they they cut out that middleman completely. He's there at the funeral for the Thorns. Damien is now in the care of the President of the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, or you're fucked. Yeah. See how quickly he made mincemeat of those people, and they were trying to stop him? The president's well, too busy for that. And th- he's not going to try to kill the president. Oh, he might. Well, he doesn't get the power then. Well, yeah. That's how the transition of power is. He's just going to be in the yeah, ear he's of just the president. The, yeah, now he's the sleeper cell. Exactly. Him, he had to make his little jump ship. Man, what a what a little jerk mm-hmm. playing in that far ahead. At six, he's got maniacal (laughs) evil plans. Hey, man, I think it's flipped. I think that he's just kind of there being six years old, and the devil's doing all the shit. That's fair. Being like, I just need him to be there and not die. Can you you be a pharaoh? Can you stop that? You know, can you make sure he doesn't get crucified? Please. By his father? Man, the devil won though. Yep. I really wanted him as he like turned around, just game over. <laughs> <sighs> Gotta bring the saw. Well, saw was around at this point. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, 06. It was. Um, Two years later. Saw 3. Yeah. Interesting. Man. Remember when no, that guy. Don't do this. <laughs> Where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the fear that it was in your eyes. But I was just thinking about how, you know, Jeff was someone in Shot 3 mm-hmm. that was motivated by grief. We were talking about that. That was like an emotional horror movie. Yeah. Grief as the driver. The omen is the, uh, you know, it's what, it's what I said earlier. It's like the the fact that it's the Antichrist is incidental. This mm-hmm. is just what happens if human weakness trumps the need for growth. That doesn't make sense. That no. Let me try again. <laughs> this is what happens when the human grief cycle is exploited. Mm-hmm. That's better. That's I better. Guess. Well, and they the both same, made sense. The same goes for Saw Three. By you know John, we're talking about Saw again, <laughs> but by Full someone circle. exploiting grief mm-hmm. as a predictable thing, he can say, despite everything, I bet he'll still kill me. Yeah, like that's. In that case, the devil being like, I know that that's what you're going to do. 
because that's the easy choice. Mm-hmm. And humans always make the easy choice if they can not help it. Yeah. You know, that's that, you know. That was what I think the priest and co. were trying to exploit, is mm-hmm. that the devil's, on the underestimating of the human ability to say no. Yeah. In this case, though, Damn. he's just, like, really, really, really good at full court pressing. Like, you're not going to kill your kid. Come on, look at him. Mm-hmm. Look at his weird face and his big eyes. You're not going to stab look him. those blue eyes. You're not going to do this. Look at him look disapprovingly at you. You're not going to kill him. He's kind of cute, right? Yeah. That was what McGuire was saying. Yeah. Like, he's kind of cute, though, Okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that all that it needed? Was that, like, in hell? They're like, yeah, it'll do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. We ended it on a lighter note. Yes. <laughs> Follow our Instagram at the underscore square horror podcast. You can reach us at square horror podcast at gmail.com. Uh, anything? Uh, no. Check in next week as we continue our children progression. Do we with, know what we're going to do yet? I believe next week is uh, Ch- Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Oh, great. Another movie we're going to have to pick if we're going to do the original or the remake. Correct. I, I don't know which one we're going to pick, but both either one find are going to be very interesting, depending on the ones we do. Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm going to take this out on a healthy Ave Satanus. Until next time, stay spooky out there. Mm-hmm.